0: Happy birthday, Andy Mango. Mm,
1: you decided partway through you weren't going to commit.
0: No, I was just like unsure about my voice. I was like, is this the voice for a birthday boy?
1: You have a lovely voice, Linda. I'm not sure what <laughs>
0: you now. Uh, How are you? I'm
1: fine. How are you?
0: I'm fine. Fine we're both fine
1: everything's fine
0: everything's fine it's totally normal to have your birthday during a pandemic
1: linda i know you did a little bit of uh of stock stuff a few months ago we talked about it very briefly do you have an explanation for why the stonk market is doing so dang good
0: the stock market yeah like in the animal crossings
1: No, the literal stonk market, (laughs) the actual markets.
0: Oh, the stock market, that stock market.
1: Yeah, you know, stonks.
0: Stonks. I don't know. I have no fucking clue. Do you got some money? Did you get a bunch of money today?
1: No, 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 no. I mean, I have like a, you know, we have some like long term savings and stuff that are invested in conglomerate mutual fundy style stuff. Uh, I just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just anxious about it. I don't understand why the stock market is doing well. It's a uh, freaking oh, me out because it, sh- it like, shouldn't be doing well, Linda, because everything's fucked. I'm not sure if you've looked around, but,
0: oh yeah, but Very things, fucked.
1: things be fucked. People are out of work. Businesses are closing. Yep. Yep. Also like uh, every other country in the global economy is restarting and we are not and <laughs> have shown no signs really of being able to restart anytime soon. So right, I, I don't right? understand it and it freaks me out.
0: Got it. Uh well I think you have a right to be freaked out.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And, thank you.
0: I uh, just take a good thing while you got it, you know.
1: <laughs> You're so positive.
0: Ugh. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a
1: nice part of Alinda, the positivity.
0: I know. I just found out some very sad news. Oh no.
1: Do you want to talk about it?
0: Well, it's a coworker of mine. Uh their cousin's daughter was killed over the weekend in a in a shooting. Ugh. And that is just the most awful thing. So if I'm a little bit out of sorts, that's, that's horrific. Why I, I know. And it's it's a person on my team who just yesterday I was talking to our team about how much this person does and how I hope they feel uh, as appreciated as they are. And they're just so wonderful. And like one of the last, I mean, not that anyone deserves to have this happen to their family, of course, but uh, just, yeah, wishing that. They could only experience happy days in life and then this happened to them.
1: And That's like, horrible.
0: I feel like terrible things happen to bad people or good people and uh it just doesn't feel fair and uh, yeah. How do you feel life, about
1: guns, Linda?
0: Bad. They're bad. Yeah. Just straight up.
1: I also think guns are bad. Yeah. This is one of the main points where uh, I I break from hardcore socialism. Uh, Most hardcore socialists are very pro-gun or semi-pro-gun rights, at least.
0: Whoa. I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: That's cool. I mean, Bernie himself is, like, pretty soft on guns. He's like, yeah, lots of people in Vermont hunt. It's a thing that is culture.
0: Weird. And I'm like, fucking Uh,
1: stupid. Fucking dumb, fucking stupid idiot dumb fucks so yeah fucking dumb. i'm
0: kind of in the camp of like fuck culture who cares
1: it makes no fucking uh, sense to me it's like
0: yeah who cares about hunting
1: it's like oh we managed to invent something super destructive and uh just, just not regulate it because maybe you want to shoot deers or stuff
0: yeah Ugh, the american dream
1: i say take all the guns this is why I won't yeah. be ever. Uh, I can never run for public office because I'm I'm on record on many recorded podcasts saying fuck the police, and because <laughs> I'm on record uh, saying yes, if given the chance, you fuckos, I will come and take your goddamn guns. I'll take them uh, all.
0: Right now, like a future Andy who's running for office is listening to this and going, God damn it, Andy.
1: Well, if, if that's the case, it's some it's some future aide or intern who's been tasked with listening to the hundreds of hours of podcasts I've recorded. <laughs> and to that person, I say I apologize, uh, and uh, you've got all the evidence you need. <laughs> you found all the skeletons in my closet.
0: Do you do the thing where it auto deletes all your shit, uh, like on Twitter and stuff?
1: I do not. Yeah. Um, okay. I have thought about it for things that I have the ability to download my full archive myself. I am a kind of a digital pack rat. I don't like the idea of losing some fragment of my digital uh, footprint. Uh, Yeah. The safest place to put stuff is on the internet. Like, you know, your backups and stuff like that. That could all potentially fail someday. But, you know, it's on Twitter. It's going to be on Twitter for a long time. A very, very long time before Twitter lists it disappear. Exactly. This has come up yeah. b- before because I have uh, I have a very old YouTube channel from when I was in high school where I posted a lot of guitar covers of songs. And okay, uh, okay. I refuse to delete it, even though it's somewhat embarrassing because I just don't want to delete things because I feel like I might maybe want them later.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that there's like a really long period of time where it's embarrassing in your life. And then eventually you get to a point where you're like, man, I wish I had that. That
1: would be great. Right. Yeah. And I'm. It, it'd be like annoying to keep track of these videos and like download them and put them somewhere. I guess I could probably do it, but uh, it's just much easier. They're just there already. I'm not going to go delete them. But every time this comes up in conversation, people are like, well, if you're not doing eating, that means you want people to see them. And it's like, well, no, not really. <laughs> like, I, I right. I don't really care, but I'm also not like proud of them. I just don't, uh, don't like deleting stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't either. I just did one of those delete bots on Twitter. Um, and I don't really, like, I don't think I've ever been an asshole in my life. Hopefully. Yeah, uh, did you
1: do it because you are worried about uh, getting cancelled?
0: I don't know. I was just like, thinking through the number of years that I've been tweeting, and I'm like, surely i said something stupid at some point.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure I have. Like, I'm sure I have. For sure.
0: Yeah. But, so I just it's like whatever. I don't want to be precious about these old digital tweets.
1: Get rid of them. Did you download your archives first? No. Oh God. See, I could never do that.
0: Just send them off into the void, like it never happened.
1: Every like six months I like, go and download my Twitter archive. I have like, you know, archives saved up every six months going back really? to create, so they introduce the feature of downloading the archives.
0: It tweets it's especially
1: like, are something that I care about not losing because it's kind of like, it's almost like a diary. It's like stream of consciousness. Like, it is, it's, I think, a lot more intimate than other more manicured portrayals of myself to yeah. the world.
0: That's true, I guess. It's also uh, like, you know,
1: like, we met on Twitter. Like, we have the entire, like, origins of our friendship recorded in digital information. Right. Well, well we at least never- I do.
0: We have our messages still.
1: Yeah, we have all those those initial initial G chats. We have those. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I don't know. I've I've basically never had occasion to go back and refer to any of this stuff, but I don't know. The opportunity cost just feels so low. Like this stuff is so easy to store. I I was really glad when uh, I use a backup service. uh, You know, a popular backup service. You could probably guess. And uh, Mm -hmm. they, you know, most of them have like this fixed fee per machine you want to back up. Um, which is like $5 a month. And for a long time, I was just paying to back up old computers I don't have anymore because I didn't want to lose that stuff. And they introduced a uh, like a, a Glacier thing. Are you familiar with Amazon Glacier?
0: No, what's Glacier?
1: It's like meant for long-term, long-term storage, so it's much, much cheaper to keep things stored there, but then it's uh, pretty expensive when you want to get specific stuff back out. I think they actually still, uh... don't quote me on this, I'm pretty sure they still store the Glacier stuff on tapes, like uh tapes is still one of the most efficient ways i think to store huge amounts of data for a long period of time it's just harder to access it because it's on tapes um anyway so they introduced this thing where i think it's like three dollars a year you can store this stuff in this glacier and it's like if you want to you have to pay to get it out when you want to get things out but i was like this is perfect this is exactly what i want put everything in the glacier (laughs) which which is what i did um yeah i don't know just uh I'm not really like that with physical stuff. I don't have a problem throwing out physical stuff because I feel like it's a bigger cost to having physical stuff in your life.
0: Yeah. I don't know what to do about storage because I feel like all of the storage things are lying to me about what they can do for me and how they work and why I do or don't need to pay for them. And it's a confusing problem.
1: Every company is basically trying to manipulate you. That is kind of a fact. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All companies do you feel
1: liberated having gotten rid of all your tweets? Do you feel like a burden has been lifted?
0: Not really. I, I think like I never look back at my tweets. I don't really think about them. Uh,
1: you never, I, so, I do sometimes yeah. go back and be like, I know I tweeted about this thing seven years ago and I can't find it on Google and I will search my entire tweet archive and find an old mm. tweet to like find something like, I'm trying to remember.
0: I wouldn't even know how to search for something I said like four years ago other than to just scroll forever and ever and ever.
1: That's basically the only way to do it on the website, but, uh, but the archive, they let you download comes with a little, like, uh, local web app you can run that has like, oh. a search feature and stuff. Yeah. It's well, cool. that's cool. It's
0: cool. I refuse to put the Twitter app on my phone or on my computer. Um, I just go to it in the browser, baby.
1: That's a good, a good limiting, a good throttling measure.
0: Yeah, I even started doing the same thing with Instagram over the last couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. I don't just like either of much.
1: them enough for it to become a problem for me, honestly. Like, I just don't feel the pull to just go and compulsively refresh them.
0: Yeah, that's good. Reddit, I think Reddit I... is
1: my problem, social network.
0: <laughs> what are your favorite Reddits?
1: Oh, I mean... So I have a bunch of, like, grouped subreddits that relate to my interests and hobbies, which I will go and check on a regular basis, uh, and I know, I've re- the, I know I've reached the bottom, and I'm in a dark place, but I'm just, like, going through the popular posts, like r slash all, which yeah. I do more often than I feel comfortable admitting, um, <laughs> but uh, it does happen. But yeah, I got, like, uh, entertainment here. got instant barbarians and uh, YouTube haiku. Are you familiar with either of those subreddits?
0: Oh, No.
1: Instant Barbarians is a favorite of mine. Uh, Though honestly, I think the mods have been doing a shitty job for the past like six or nine months. The p- post quality has gone down, and they're not removing something like they should remove. But uh, it, the idea of the subreddit is that it's just all videos of people that uh, all of a sudden start freaking out because something happened. Uh, so you know, the classic ones are like, here's a bar full of people uh, at during the you know soccer finals, and their team scores, and everyone goes nuts. Those are the obvious ones. But then you get really fun, weird ones like here's a bunch of college students that have been trying for, like, two months to throw an apple and have it land on the pointy top of this lamp post in the middle of their campus, and finally oh they manage to do it, and, like, the six of them just lose their minds and run around and freaking out. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, I, love, I, I love that, that, that subreddit. I thought was, like, an
0: a- Australian on a ship or something, and he, like, throws a basketball into a hoop on another ship.
1: Oh, there's too many of those. The, like, the basketball shot ones don't do it for me, because it's, like, so clearly... Like you just set up a camera and try a gazillion times until you got it. Right. Like it's not right. that impressive to me. Uh, it's the ones where people don't expect. Like there's a one I really love of uh, somebody's just like filming something else random, and then somebody throws a K cup, like a Keurig K cup, <laughs> towards the Keurig <laughs> machine from like 30 feet away across the house, and it goes goes right in, and everyone loses their minds. That one's really good. <laughs> I love those. Uh... And. and Actually, you know, it's weird. Uh, those are some of the videos that I have a kind of strong emotional reaction to. Like, they, they get me choked up pretty regularly.
0: Really? Just, like, seeing someone get that K-cup in the K-machine?
1: Not the K-cup ones specifically. I get, I get choked up more about, like, sometimes the sports ones. The ones that really get me, honestly, uh, I don't even know why. But um, the there was a bunch of ones that came out when like, Smash Brothers was announced. This video game. Uh, and, like, where people, like, saw this game getting announced... And it's yeah. like a, it's like a combination of people that are like just pure joy, which is like a pure rush of emotion. But it's also like they're always with their friends and with their friends, they're like so excited to be with their friends and with each other. and it's like it's this little picture. Of, like, a simpler time. Like, I've had moments in my friends where, like, some dumb shit happened and we all lost our minds and, like, ran around screaming for 35 seconds. Like, because that yeah. one time Josh tried to jump over his fence and the fence broke and he landed on it, like, gut first. That was hilarious. And we just, like, fucking freaked out. <laughs> uh, and, like, it just, it's, it's a, it's like a hard shot of, like, nostalgia for me to, like, see a bunch of, especially, like, younger people, like, freaking out about some completely trivial shit and just being happy with their friends. Uh, it's, like, yeah. It's, it's emotionally affecting for me
0: oh
1: that's a good one um that's sweet and then i like uh youtube haiku is a good one it's uh it's all youtube videos that have to be 30 seconds or under and so it's kind of like vine or tiktok or like a conglomeration of those kinds of like short videos that are funny or interesting in some way um so that's another good one for people out there those are my those are my subreddit recommendations for the day
0: nice anyway, it's I dangerous. like the one that's like um, really specific tools that's my favorite
1: mm, that's a good one
0: yeah sometimes before bed I'm like Mark let's look at weird tools and we'll look at weird tools in bed and it's always like really I mean Mark's satisfying. always looking at a
1: weird tool in bed
0: <laughs> referring to you just so we're cool. I thought you were talking about this no I was referring to you I am a weird tool.
1: Yeah, you're a weird tool. Um, oh boy! I've had a weird. Uh, I've <laughs> I started watching YouTube videos in bed, which is horrible. I need to stop doing that.
0: Uh, yeah, stop doing
1: it, that. It's not good for me. Uh, but I, I've picked up this YouTube channel, which I really like watching before I fall asleep. Now uh, it's called the Lock Picking Lawyer. Have you ever seen a lock picking lawyer what? video? No. He's a pretty popular YouTube character, like, I think by a pretty wide margin, the most popular person in the lock picking community, which is a whole community, but he uh, he just makes, I mean, he makes what you would expect. He makes videos where he picks locks and talks about picking locks, um, but he has a very, like, direct, like, no muss, no fuss, no production, no pizzazz kind of production style. Like, all the videos, pretty much without exception, are one shot, they're, like, four to eight minutes long and it's just like a shot of a gray table with this guy's hands uh and he talks you through the special lock he has today and where it's from and what makes it special and then you know picks it and then takes it apart and shows you how the insides work uh and then video ends um they're just mesmerizing because it's like so calming like no one's ever like screaming at you there's no big you know ads or banners shooting in your face uh and it's very interesting to like there's so many different kinds of locks with this. so many of them so many locks. So many locks. And it's so interesting to like learn a little bit about how locks work and then see how different companies try and like prevent lock pickers from getting into them and then watching how this guy just dismantles all of those things immediately. It's, uh, it's a weird thing. I, I never had any interest in lock picking ever in my entire life. and I forget why I even watched the first video of his. I can't, I can't remember how I watched the first one, but then I was like, ooh, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's also like such low stakes right before bed and they're short enough. You can always like get one or two in and then like, That's you know, awesome. not off. So uh, that's my new bedtime ritual.
0: Nice. I also like watching the zoomies and the animals being derps.
1: Oh yeah. R slash. What's wrong with your dog?
0: Oh, I don't know that one.
1: That's a good one. It's a bunch of dogs being idiots.
0: I love dogs. Yeah, dogs are great. Lenny's just being a little cuddle buddy right now.
1: He looks. He looks gotten a lot bigger. How big is Lenny now?
0: He weighs twenty pounds
1: how big is Lenny going to be?
0: 20 pounds. He's done? He done. He does kind he of. Have,
1: he does kind of have puppy vibes. You managed to get a dog that's just like a forever puppy.
0: Yeah, and he's not like too much of a puppy. Yesterday we walked by a puppy that was so tiny that he didn't even recognize it as a puppy. <laughs> it was so sweet. How could you
1: tell he didn't recognize it as a puppy?
0: Because he walked right by it without like freaking out and trying to play. Oh, Normally he sees another dog and he's like, "Who are you? I want to know you. I want to be your friend." Fuck my mom for making me
1: <laughs> <and> not <laughs> smell fuck this you. weird tool.
0: Yeah, fuck this weird tool who won't let me touch you.
1: <laughs> uh, he's a sweet boy. So,
0: did you already do your birthday stuff, or is that coming up? What's going on?
1: No, we're just gonna. I mean, we're just gonna go to uh, the park nearby and sit ten feet apart from a few groups of friends on blankets and catch up is the is the is the is the is the the plan which is fine by me i don't i don't really care about celebrating my birthday yeah i don't know if that'll ever change in my life but uh it's been true since i was uh let's say like an early teenager uh yeah
0: yeah birthdays are just so weird right now i
1: mean i I guess if you care about your birthday it probably is it doesn't feel weird to me at all yeah like i'm almost glad i have an excuse not to do anything it's like you know it feels vaguely antisocial if your like, birthday rolls around and you do nothing. Uh, it's like, oh, but mm-hmm. what's wrong with you? Why don't you have any friends or anywhere to go? Uh, when it really gets like, I don't actually just care. And no reason to change up my normal routine. But now it's like, oh, I can't do anything. I'm, I'm I'm protecting public health by not doing anything.
0: Yeah, good for you.
1: Yeah, see, yeah. yeah
0: Got first. some early morning
1: skating in.
0: Oh, you did that today? Mm-hmm. You went and scooted around. I was up
1: super early. I was up at like 5.15. Uh, were you? See, it's probably
0: because you were excited that it was your birthday and you were like, I'm going to be a birthday rollerblading boy. <laughs> Can't wait.
1: It does feel weird that I'm 32 years old and I just bought rollerblades for myself.
0: I mean, fuck it. You are living your truth.
1: I definitely said fuck it. But it, I mean, it does. There's something to say fuck it, too. It does feel weird. <laughs> Like, it's, it's weird because, like, a lot of my friends, like, have children and stuff. And it's like, <laughs> my Instagram stories are like, I bought rollerblades. Yeah. <sighs> but I can't imagine having a child. Because did you see that the uh, the Arctic is on fire? What? Yeah, it's a giant wildfire you... in the Arctic. What? Yep. Yeah, a bunch of peat bogs uh, all on fire. It's oh bad because God. the Arctic ice caps also have a bunch of, uh, of uh, p- 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 carbon dioxide yeah carbon dioxide stored up in them ain't good wow
0: yeah wow that's wild
1: yeah so how could you have a kid we're not gonna have any ice caps in like 20 years oh
0: my god this whole world is gonna explode
1: yeah new york times intense arctic wildfires set a pollution record wow a plus
0: a pollution record
1: pollution record okay 59 million metric tons of planet warming carbon dioxide. Wow. Anyway. What does that mean? What does it mean?
0: Like for the world.
1: Oh, it, it just further expediting of all the global warming that we are concerned about. Got it. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, let's talk about happy stuff. What's a happy thing, Linda?
0: <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday stuff. Oh, I almost, that just made me think it's the birthday party. Oh, God, fuck. Um, Wait, what? That's what Kanye's running under. He's calling it the birthday party. Wait, really? Yeah. What
1: what are your thoughts about Kanye's uh, candidacy?
0: It's just so dumb and bad. Uh, That's pretty much all I got. Like, yeah, we don't have to get into it because it's not a happy thing.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Ugh he really has oh, yeah. become kind of entirely unhinged if there's any hinge left yeah he's got nothing going anymore i know it sounds um, dumb and he's he himself has made fun of it but i i do really miss the kanye that just tells george bush he doesn't care about black people what happened to that i know kanye?
0: where did that guy go Yep.
1: Yeah.
0: and now he's just distracting voters and it's just gonna cause a whole mess i think
1: do you think if uh, if he first of all I think it's debatable whether or not he'll have any meaningful impact on the election. Do you think if he does have an impact on the election, he is like culpable for that?
0: What do you mean culpable?
1: Like he is like we should blame him if uh, you know he gets four percent of the vote and it affects the outcome of something.
0: Uh, I think that it's like he's partially going to be to blame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, him and Facebook.
1: Facebook, man, there's a thing I feel negatively about. (laughs) Uh,
0: What else is good in the world? Uh, What is a snack that you will eat today that you don't normally eat?
1: Oh, this morning, Hillary went to uh, we have a friend that runs a coffee shop in town who's doing like, you know, curbside pickup or whatever. The actual store is closed uh, and she got a bunch of good baked goods for me this morning as a gift. So I got some some stuff there. That was nice. Uh, My mother also makes me the same birthday cake every year and has for, I don't know. Twenty-five years, like, a very long time since I was a little kid. So she yeah. uh, made that cake and brought it that's down awesome. to me because she demanded to see me in person, against the recommendations of the CDC <laughs> and the WHO. <laughs> uh, so got that cake. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna eat. Sugar, but I her love birthday,
0: sugar. her birthday boy's got to eat his cake.
1: It's true. I do. I do. Gots to have my cake.
0: Well, that's fun. It is.
1: Fun. that's a positive thing um i ate um, a box
0: of crackers for
1: lunch what kind of crackers
0: just some gluten-free ones it's not a proud moment it was like oh no is it
1: ever a proud moment you eat a whole box of crackers for any reason
0: (laughs) no definitely not
1: did um what what were some foods that you like were really obsessed with as a kid did you have a food that was like the Mm. thing you could eat a bazillion million of them and now as an adult you can't even go near them anymore
0: Honestly, just kind of all food. Like, I loved food in general. My sister would, like, pay me to eat her meatballs and stuff.
1: She would pay you to eat her meatballs. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Like, at dinner, my mom would make food, and uh, my sister was, like, the picky eater, so I would eat whatever my sister didn't want to eat when my parents weren't looking. And she didn't want to eat the meatballs? Uh, No, she didn't like meatballs or vegetables or just pretty much anything.
1: I was so picky. I didn't eat any vegetables ever. Really? Yeah, not until college, basically. Not a single vegetable. I I would get mad when my mom put like diced onions in something. And it's like, that's not Mm. even a vegetable. Dumbass. Right. (laughs) Dumb, dumb. Dumb idiot.
0: What was the vegetable that converted you?
1: Oh, it wasn't one vegetable. I had a like a big kind of sea change in my diet when I got to college. Because uh, I never prepared any food for myself ever when I was growing up, except for hot pockets and bowls of cereal. Mm.
0: And then when I got to
1: college, I was uh, some of my close friends and roommates uh, immediately were like avid cooks, and they were cooking food that I never would have eaten. And they were it was like, well, this food is here, so I can either eat this food I never would have eaten before, or I could, I guess, make myself another peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I was like, I guess I'll eat this food because I'm lazy. Uh, Yeah. And then very slowly I was like, oh, everything tastes great. <laughs> you didn't tell me everything tasted good except for coconut. Yeah. I never got over coconut. That's the one thing I didn't like as kids. I still don't like, like
0: coconut.
1: still don't like coconut.
0: Coconut will make you poop. Really? Good for your digestive system. I
1: wouldn't know. I never eat coconut. It's gross. Hmm. Yuck.
0: You should try it sometime. Blech.
1: I actually Blech. do try it like every year or two years because I'm like, has this changed? Have I changed on this yet? And it never has. Never has. Never has changed for me. Huh. I often well, wonder. Uh, what it would be like if we could take all of the food we've ever eaten in our entire lives, undigested. um, Let's not not be gross about it. Like pre, pre being eaten, and put it in like a giant pile and like compare piles. Because like you and I are roughly the same age. Uh, you know, I'm sure I've eaten a lot more food than you because I'm just a bigger person. But Mm -hmm. I wonder how those piles would compare. Like, like do you think? (laughs) Well, I mean, I feel like people like it's so easy to imagine that like everything kind of averages out, but like. I bet that I have eaten, mm, let's say conservatively, 50 times as many Cheez-Its as you've eaten in your entire life.
0: Ooh. Easy. That's probably fair. Easy peasy. I mean, there was, there was a phase, though, uh, in my younger days. I loved Cheez-Its so much.
1: I had a big Cheez-Its phase. I also just feel like, you know day-to-day you know people's lives aren't that different but if you know you spent 18 years growing up in your household like being raised by your parents or whatever you're gonna have like big deltas of things that you didn't eat much of that some of us might have had a bunch of i just always wonder this and then like i have friends of mine that are like much smaller than me uh and, and have a much smaller appetite and you know lower metabolism or whatever and i wonder like okay so i weigh 150% 150% as much as you weigh. Does that mean that over the course of my life, I've had roughly 150% as much food as you've had? Or is it like way more? Because <laughs> like, yeah. it feels like at an individual meal, you know, say, oh, say, compared to my friend Anthony, I think I eat like three times as much food as him at every meal. Does that mean that like big, big picture over the course of my entire life, I've had like three times as much food?
0: Maybe. These
1: are the kind of things I think about, Linda.
0: I like this. Yeah. Um,
1: I also just want to see that big pile of food. How big is it?
0: I <laughs> just want to see, like, do you want to see it in a warehouse? Do you want to sift through it? Do you want to put on some gloves and, like, go spelunking?
1: You know, when I picture and- it, I picture it, like, on a football field for some reason. Got it. A warehouse okay. would work, too, but I picture it on a football field next to someone else's giant mountain of food they've eaten. I also okay. don't have like, any idea how big it is. Like, are we talking, like, would it fit inside a shipping container?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe. How,
1: how many calories can fit in a shipping container? Oh, that, that's a, a, lot of, a lot of variables there, Linda. How many calories <laughs> of kale can fit in a shipping container? Not all that many. No. How many calories of fudge? Quite a few calories of fudge can fit in a shipping container.
0: Yeah. All Any right, let's look fudge. this up,
1: actually. I'm going to answer this question for you, Linda. Shipping container volume. Let's yes. see. All right, shipping container is, uh, el- let's say, round up 1,200 cubic feet of uh, volume. So well, let's look up fudge calories per hmm how are we going to figure out the volume of fudge if we have the weight of fudge
0: fudge calories I'm just going to search for
1: fudge volume I guess (laughs) (laughs) hmm apparently fudge volume is a kind of shampoo that's new to me really
0: fudge volume
1: here's what we'll do we'll look up just the fudge nutrition facts
0: fudge facts
1: Are you familiar with a Fermi estimation? No. Uh, Fermi estimation is this type of, uh, it's like this type of mathematical estimation where basically you just care about the power of 10 you're dealing with and it's like used for quickly estimating really large numbers of things, mostly space related stuff because there's a lot of stuff out in space. But you basically don't think about the numbers at all. You just think about, well, the storage of a, you know, shipping container is on the order of thousands and the, you know, amount of calories per fud is on the order of this thing. I mean, you basically can arrive at a thing. It's an uh, order of magnitude of the right answer and kind of like got it. go from there.
0: I know vaguely of this. Yes.
1: All right. Let's see here. Uh, so fudge grams per gallon. Is that going to work? <laughs> here How we go. How many cows? Here we go. Fudge weight to volume conversion this is what we need. Syrups, chocolate, fudge type, US one cup, uh, let's say gallon. Oh, wait, no, they even have cubic foot here. This is great. What? 1,200 cubic foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, calculate. Wow. All right, how so. Many, okay,
0: so this is how many calories are in a shipping container of fudge?
1: Uh, I haven't quite arrived there yet. I'm getting there, okay. though. On our way. Oh no, I lied. I am there. I have arrived at the number of calories in a shipping container fudge. Do you want to take a guess, Linda?
0: Oh my God, I don't even know.
1: Uh... Let's let's get some quick numbers. So if we assume a two thousand calorie per day diet, which I know we shouldn't assume for lots of reasons. Oh God. Uh, and I'm today is my thirty second birthday. That means that you know by today I've had you know roughly. F- Four, 15 million calories, roughly speaking, if oh I've had 2,000 yeah. every day of my entire life. Wait, no, yeah. I, I typed the wrong number there. Roughly 24 million calories.
0: Seven... Uh, I, I, I can't even begin to guess. I'm bad at this game.
1: So according to my, my back-of-a-napkin math, it seems like a shipping container full of, quote, Syrups chocolate fudge type, <laughs> which is what this <laughs> website has described this as, will contain oh. roughly 152,861,698 wow. calories. Wow! It's actually not as many as I would have guessed, because again, I have consumed roughly speaking 24 million calories into my life up to this point. So I could have eaten my way through like one sixth of a shipping container full of fudge.
0: Oh my God. By
1: my 32nd year of life
0: man do you think a professional eater could could uh do that could just slam i guess
1: professional eaters probably don't actually absorb those calories right they just like puke it all up later or like
0: is that how they train their body
1: to shit it out undigested i assume
0: i is that a thing like joey chestnut is
1: not actually you know his body's not processing sixty thousand calories of hot dogs right when he sets a new record or is it
0: maybe he is
1: I don't know. I, guess I don't Maybe know he just Joey doesn't Chessonite. eat for
0: like a few days. But, uh, but that, there's no way that works. Because then your tummy would shrink. And then you wouldn't have the stretch you need. Because they have to like train for this. Yeah.
1: Right? I've, I've seen a little mini documentary on how some of those professional eaters train. And it's basically like one giant meal a day for your entire life.
0: <laughs> yeah. God, human beings are really gross, aren't they?
1: When I'm starting to feel like exactly one shipping container is probably roughly the volume of food I've eaten to, in my life up to this point, which is kind of a smaller amount than I think I would have expected. Especially if we take into account the fact that if we put all this food in the shipping container, it's going to get all smushed down, right? Like you put right. lettuce in there and then you put all the other food on top. It's going to get really crushed down and smushed right. into this big brick of a big, a big disaster brick. Let's just call it what it is. This is a disaster brick. Disaster
0: uh, brick of food.
1: Maybe not quite a shipping container, but you know, fudge is about as calorie dense as stuff gets. And I've eaten a sixth of a shipping container of fudge. <laughs> I feel like the average food I eat is probably less than a six a sixth as calorie dense as fudge, right?
0: This is one of the weirdest conversations we've ever had.
1: That's not even true.
0: <laughs> I don't even know what's happening right now. I'm like laying in bed. Talking to my friend on his birthday about how many shipping containers of fudge he's eaten <laughs> in his life. <laughs> Why? Why? When's the last time you slept in a place that wasn't your house?
1: Oh, I was at a cabin a couple weeks ago. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> Why do you ask? When's the last go. time you've slept at a place that wasn't your house?
0: Too long. You
1: itched to get some uh, different sleeps in.
0: Yeah, I just want to be somewhere else. I need to expand my mind. Lenny's laying on me right now, and he's being really cute. He's I think he likes your sexy. voice.
1: I don't know about that. Oh, am I on speakerphone? Can he hear me?
0: Yeah, you're on speakerphone right now. He can hear you. Hi, Lenny. He <gasps> he Lenny, so
1: you're so cute. Everyone loves you. <laughs>
0: He, uh, he does this cute thing where he like comes up and he lays right next to me and then he puts his paw on my arm as if to say, um, Linda, excuse me. Like he's got something important to tell me. That's
1: what Sadie does when it's time for her dinner and I'm still sitting at my desk working. She comes up and puts her paw right on my thigh and looks up at me and it's like, hello. Yeah, hello, I love sir. it. It's, it's like they're saying, hi,
0: it's, it's time. Um, whatever this stupid conversation is that you're having about fudge or whatever, um, if you could put some food in my bowl instead that would be fine he's very cute he is so cute
1: your desire to sleep somewhere other than your home has reminded me i've uh, i've started revisiting a pattern language the book we've talked about before that i love so dearly and yes. uh, i was reading last night and i read the pattern for uh sleeping outdoors which is uh, a pattern basically where the authors of the book advocate for putting sleeping spots in public and uh, sort of fostering a society that is okay with people sleeping in public. And it's like, what a beautiful idea. Such a beautiful idea.
0: I like that. Yeah. That's lovely. Mm. I want to sleep outside. Yeah. Some of the best sleep in my life I've had sleeping outside.
1: What are some of the top ones?
0: Um, There was oh what was that place mammoth i did some camping in mammoth and we set our tents up next to this babbling brook Mm. uh more like a river but just the the sound of the constant water flow Mm. so nice
1: that slaps linda
0: yeah what about you what you got
1: Um I also like sleeping outdoors. It's true. I like sleeping in a in busy like crowded situations.
0: What? Mhm. Like what? Like New York City?
1: <laughs> yes, I I just love going and sleeping <laughs> on a subway platform, right in Times Square or whatever. Yeah. Uh, no, like I I I was notorious uh in high school for always falling asleep uh like right after Thanksgiving dinner. Uh well was, everyone was still like talking and stuff. I would just sit in front of the TV when my family was watching a football game or whatever. And just fall asleep while everyone's talking and running around and stuff. Big family. So there's a lot of people there. Right. Uh, And I would just do that. Um,
0: Okay. That makes sense. I sleep great
1: on airplanes. Sleep really, really great on trains. Love sleeping on a train. But yeah.
0: Nice. The dude, he just, he just was like, let me out, let me out, let me out. So I go and I open the door. and Now he's just staring at me. Not Mm. going out.
1: Well... I'm going to let you to go and like, figure out what to do with Lenny because I got to get ready to go to a birthday picnic.
0: Okay, but real quick. Okay. I used to sleep on any moving thing that was moving for longer than like 15 minutes. It was a real trouble. Like when you said trains, uh, it, re- it reminded me that I used to have a thing. Yeah. It was just like, like a church van or a school bus or any oh, sort yeah. of oh any Any kind of of car car i basically never ride in
1: cars in my life uh but whenever i'm riding in a car it's fucking lights out doesn't matter
0: yeah and it used to be my my thing on a plane ride too
1: where Mm -hmm. i would just sleep
0: the whole way there and it would be restful and nice
1: yeah if if planes were slightly larger to accommodate my long legs i would be 100 percent asleep on planes constantly i have one (laughs) series of flights uh it was uh three flights I had to take back once from back in my college days when I was taking the cheapest flights everywhere and, you know, having weird layovers and stuff. And I had this flight where I got on a plane and I was asleep before we took off. And then we landed and I was asleep until we landed. And then I had to run to go and catch my connection because it was like running later, or whatever. Oh. And so I ran full yeah. speed through this airport, got on the next plane and fell asleep on that plane before we got off, <laughs> before we took off. <laughs> so I have this like... Period of uh, sleep punctuated by sprinting, punctuated by more sleep. That's wow, good. very good.
0: But that's probably the way that like humans should be living. Extreme I'm not sure I would go that far, Linda. I don't metricized. think I
1: would go that far.
0: That's how cavemen lived. You uh, yeah,
1: and you know, cavemen also lost all their teeth because they didn't have a dentist, and they uh, you know died young because they hadn't invented uh, germ theory. So I'm going to be okay to just go a little different than the cavemen. For me personally,
0: I like that you called it germ theory because <laughs> like verdict is still out.
1: Are you not familiar with the term germ theory, Linda? No. That's what it's called.
0: Why? <laughs> I mean, because it, it, it was originally a theory. It was proven
1: correct. But like germ theory is like the invention of modern understandings of medicine and public health.
0: Yeah. But what I'm saying is, why aren't we past theory?
1: <laughs> That's a great question.
0: Just, just stop calling it theory. I'll ask
1: uh, the everything. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, back the germ theory of
1: disease is the currently accepted scientific theory for many diseases. Linda, I'm going to go to a picnic now. I love you very much. Go to dearly. a
0: picnic. I love you.
1: Goodbye.
0: Happy birthday. Bye. Bye.